Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right, that means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Happy New Year, y'all. Yeah. Uh, New Year, same us. Sorry. Uh, might as well get the apology out of the way. Right way for me to start the new year. Certainly. Well, it do- you know what? It doesn't have to be the same us. It's that magical day, January 1st, where anything is possible and, and we all have superhuman willpower and, and we're going to do all kinds of stuff to, to make our lives better Yeah. in the coming year. Uh, us and, and Kevin, who's with us. Hey, Kevin. Hey, guys. Um, and, and, you know, obviously this is... This is the day of, of the resolutions. It's the day when people... Uh, that's the book after Revelation, right? I don't think that's exactly how that works. <laughs> uh, I haven't really been to church in a while, but I don't... Revelation? I don't believe. Book of, of resolutions? Um, but it's, it's the day that a lot of people show up and say, you know what, I've been paying for this gym membership. I haven't really been using it enough. No, you know what? I'm going to exercise 365 days yeah. this year. Yeah. Let's do this shit. Starting well, at 5 a.m.? Yeah. If, yeah, if you're a, a Gold's Gym member, well, and, you're and, out of your goddamn mind. Well, I think that there is this expectation, because I asked Kevin about it earlier, said, when is the gym open today? Because this, this past mm-hmm. year, this is something that I, I did start doing for whatever reason. Um, I was like, oh, when is it open today? He's like, oh, it's open at 5 and I guess the expectation is, is, as opposed to, I've been paying for this thing, I am I am going to uh, start using it. It's, today is the day that I start. And in some ways it makes sense that people might feel energized given the sluggishness of, of the, the month-ish of, of eating that goes on. Yeah, and it feels like something about, it's a way for us to say, even though really it's just Monday as opposed to Sunday... Like, it's a new year. Like, something is actually different. Yeah. Can I tell you something? When you guys said, Cameron, when you said it was open from 5 to 8, my first thought was that they were only open for a three-hour window. I actually thought that, too. It didn't. I thought they were going to respect people getting trashed and sleeping in late. Yeah. Um, apparently not. I guess some people don't do that. Um, and they are... Not in Arlington. They are not fun. Yeah, uh, or their Or their parents. I think that's possible too. So that said, all these people who are showing up to the gym tomorrow, I think it's fair to say, you know, based purely on uh, on experience, not you know, not calling anyone out, not uh, not throwing shots at the human race, but a lot of those people uh, will will have faltered. In their in their resolve by by February, if not by like yeah MLK Day, yeah. Um, so uh, you know, I know that last year you really embarked on a quest to make you know going to the gym part of your life and 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 to make exercise not just. A, a thing you did, not just a change that you were making, yeah. but really a habit. Yeah, I I would say that, um, 
and I didn't I didn't start until February. I remember like starting going and and going to the gym and I talked to Kevin a lot about it because it's something that Kevin has definitely made into a habit. And I think that the word it's helped me understand even the word habit. And I think about things that are habitual and being a part of a routine. And a lot of the the new year, the resolution things, I think end up being in some capacity health based. It could be like I'm going to eat more white meat or stop eating meat. I, I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to gain 10 pounds. I want to start running. Um, I want to drink less or I only want to drink this. It, for some reason, they all seem to be health. And I think that that's because it's both physical and mental and it comes together. But a thing that's physical and mental for me has definitely been um, I, w- I wanted to be able to, to do this thing, make it a habit and, and look forward to it. And fortunately... It has become a habit. It's something that I do. It's part of a routine, and, and I look forward to it, um, which that was the biggest thing. Like, I've tried running before, and I don't look forward to it. And I'm always like, well, it's raining or it's cold, and this, mm-hmm. is, this is an indoor activity. It's like a dome. This is, this is my dome. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's, I've been able to stick with it. Uh, you know, Kevin, obviously, you, you've been doing this for longer, and I think it was more you know, the, the whole deal kind of, changing habits do you find that over time it's you've been able to stick with it? are there ever any points where you're like i've been doing this for so long i it's i'm going to change my ways again yeah that actually it hit me a, a couple months ago uh so i've been doing the gym thing for <laughs> somewhere between three and four years after 22 years of never lifting a weight in my life mm. or exercising much and so it it became I made it a habit by doing the typical oh I'm gonna go on these days every week yeah. and I was able to stick with that and it didn't kind of turn into something where I don't go on specific days now mm-hmm. but it's just it's so automatic that I'm going to go enough yeah but that brought its own issue of problems where because. I'll have, like, an hour of time where I'm not doing anything, and then I have this, like, crisis of whether I should try to, like, go exercise a bit or not. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, like, a couple of months ago, I just went through a period where I was like, oh, this just isn't really fun anymore. Yeah. Um, do you think part of that has to do at all with when you started, did you have specific goals in mind? And if you felt like as there's less, less fewer ways to gamify it in a, in a to kind of steal something there, um, has, has that made it more difficult? Has that at all been part of the calculus? Yeah, I, I think that's a great way of describing it. At, at the beginning, it's it's a complete change. You get results pretty fast, uh, and then you also can you can still like be a naive dreamer about certain uh, like achievements you might be able to hit, and yeah. then um, you know over time. Unless you really want to dedicate like your whole life to it, or every single ounce of free time you have, mm-hmm. at some point it kind of becomes mostly just maintaining your level of fitness in yeah. this case. Uh, and I think that can probably apply to any other hobby or or habit. It's yeah. just it, at some point you kind of get settled in with something. Yeah, I, that makes me think about like uh, I. I couldn't tell you what my goal necessarily was when I was doing it, except for I want something that is 
that I look, hopefully I can build a habit that I look forward to. And, and maybe it was just, I want to be stronger because I don't feel like I'm a strong person. I'd never really gone to the gym before. I mean, like, I can lift X amount of weight. I, I've never, I, I would never did that. I think there's a phase a lot of people have in high school where they, they kind of do that. Like, oh, in high school I lifted X number of pounds. And so for me, and it, Kevin, you and I have talked about this too, that, you know, the guy of gaining or, or losing weight, I, I could commit to that, but I am content enough in the habit that I've grown and, and that doesn't necessarily uh, kind of give me any juice anymore than that. If anything, it makes it harder because I'm like, well, I'm going to have to buy a whole ton of chicken this week to, to, to gain weight. <laughs> I just That takes a lot of effort and sometimes I'm, uh, I'm too too tired to like eat another chicken breast at 11 p.m. I mean, did did you, I guess with going to the gym shop, did was that a thing that you went through in high school? I think it's pretty typical. Well, I, so I played football in high school, mm-hmm. so I used to lift weights four days a week uh, for you know for those four years, and it would you know it would be particularly intense over the summer, uh, and then we'd come back and it would be football season. Yeah. So it would that load would lighten a bit with you know with practice you know four days a week, um, and we would lift. I think once or twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, then for three years, I would play basketball over the winter. Yeah. But then in the spring, once that was over, and I wasn't the deal was if you played another sport, you didn't have to do like off season workouts and stuff. So as soon as basketball season was over, it was right back into football. You know, strength and conditioning training. You know, four days a week. And so I, I lifted weights a lot in high school, um, and you know some of some of the things I was pretty good at. I squatted a whole whole mess of weight, um, and you know I think I think for me it was a situation where by the time by the time that last season was over, yeah, I was pretty burned out on it. Yeah. And I just stopped altogether. I, you know, I hurt my knee. Um, I, I messed up one of my MCLs at the end of that season. And so I was kind of like in a brace for a, several weeks and not really in a great position to do a lot of stuff like that. And that just sort of got me on this cycle of not really doing anything. But... Honestly, like, I, I kept eating like I was lifting weights four days a week, and yeah. that's really not good. Um, and then college came and brought all the all the distractions and beer and late-night pizza and wings and stuff that college brings with it. And so what you're saying is it's gluten, is, is basically... I don't think I'm saying it's gluten. <laughs> um, you know, and, and despite despite living right across the street from, you know, the big, nice fitness center at UVA, you know, I, I didn't go much. I mostly went to play occasional pickup basketball and, and that sort of stuff. Um, so I, like, I've gone the opposite direction. Yeah. And now I'm I'm at a point where, like, I know that at, I need to But at the same changes. time, what, what you're saying and, and what I hear with um, some of it is... is there were there was a purpose to the weightlifting. I was like, I am playing football, so yes, I am doing weightlifting. Definitely, and and I think that 
Kevin, you might have had more detailed goals than, than like I do or, or certain things. But part of it that I think helps is is that enjoyment of doing it for for what it is. Uh, you know, it's it, you know this this is art for art's sake. It's habit for habit's sake. The thing that I honestly compare working out to, and it's weird, two other things that I do constantly and, and mean a lot to me, um, also manual processes, are making coffee in a manual way and baking bread. I bake two loaves of bread every week. Do I need two loaves of bread? No, but I enjoy it and I get satisfaction out of it. And similarly, it's like I'm changing my form every time, you know, very small, changing very incremental things and seeing... You know, sometimes exponential changes and sometimes very small changes, but I'm always learning from it. And I, I see the same type of thing in going to the gym. And you, if you ask me, okay, why, why do you bake bread every week? Why do you make coffee every morning? Why do you go to the gym? It's like, well, because I enjoy it. And it's just what I do. And I'm yeah. trying to, it's, <laughs> you're, you're seeking some kind of perfection that you know you'll never get, but you enjoy the, the process. I hashtag trust the process. I mean, the process improvement is really good. Like, I think that, you know, if I can... If I can gas you up for a second, I think this loaf of bread that we've been eating is one of the best ones you've ever made. I, I've, I, I think it came out really well. It, it, and, it, and the thing is, is, is you say that, and I can tell you what I did differently and why I yeah. think it was, I did, you know... Uh, Hold on, we don't need to get into that. No, but it's just, <laughs> I did, I consciously did something differently. It's like, you know, Kevin, right. if you go to the gym and you're like, today I am going to you know, try to max out on this, this exercise or, or just switch up your routine and do something to really work on my do something skull crusher form. Go, go on one of those machines that you don't understand from a mechanical perspective, how it works, but you're like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do it today and try to get in this, get in this other mindset. I mean, it's, it's, I think a similar thing, but as far as turning goals into habits, um, you know, it does make me wonder why, why people trip up. And I think it's, I think it's, Sometimes it's not that they don't care to do it to drink less or lose weight or gain weight or whatever. It's it's more they've created this complicated mess of goals. It's like by January 18th, I want to be here, and by February 12th, I want to be here. And I, I think that makes it really hard. I mean, do you feel like in years past, and it could be health-related or not, you've set these goals and they just become more obstacles than anything else? Either of you, really. Um, yeah, I, I think that, I think mine have more been kind of in the, in the arena of like, I'm going to try to read a book in X interval. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever been crazy enough to say I'm going to read a book every week, which some people do. I'm good, yeah. good on them. But, you know, I think that, you know. There's a there's kind of a danger. You can either make a a measurable goal or you can make a vague goal, and there's kind of danger either way. Where you know, if you make a measurable goal, you have something concrete to shoot for. Mm-hmm. But it's also you know, if you say I'm going to read twelve books this year, and you read eleven, like it doesn't matter whether you read three books last year and 11 this year, like, you still, you fucked up, you failed your goal. Um, but if you say, I'm going to read more, all of a sudden reading four books is now, you've hit the goal, and now you have, you kind of have this leeway to stop and not keep making progress on the things you want to make progress on. So, like, I I think I've 
actually kind of struggled with both things. I've kind of had I've had issues in both directions. I mean, as someone who yeah, I guess in certain things is maybe further along, it, Kevin, did you feel like if you had a goal in mind, like okay, I'm going to gain 20 pounds over the next X moments? It makes me think of when when you've I've talked about eating more before. Is it is it? Do you find yourself enjoying when you hit 25 or the process of of getting 25? You know, kind of the I I don't like this phrase, but like journey versus destination kind of thing. Yeah, I I think for me the the gamifying thing really really helps and really mm-hmm. works for me and. Being able to hit specific milestones on my way to whatever goal is big because otherwise, the goal you're trying to hit, like if, if you're setting a goal for a year, it's really far away. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have these things in between to to kind of look at, mm-hmm. then I, I, I it, it just seems it seems much harder to keep up and much harder to maintain. Uh, Again, the thing that will get tricky with something like that is that if you have uh, a week where you you know eat way too much, like, like if you're trying to lose weight, mm-hmm. then you know if you're kind of if you're micromanaging it to that degree, then that can. It's really easy to get discouraged. Discouraged. Yeah, really go in the opposite direction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it makes me think of something that. I've talked with people before about, um, and just this with the idea of habits, it's like there's a difference between a diet and your diet, and the biggest mm. thing seems to be taking a diet and making it your diet to the point where it's just the way you eat. Yep. I mean, I went to the I went to the doctor, well, the last two summers for my physical, and they're like, oh, you know, blood pressure, blah, blah, blah. Like, I make, you know, 80% of my own own food. So like I because they're like you know how much salt you use and stuff. It's like no, this is this is not like a diet or my diet. This is just what I do. And so that that was really weird for me. But it's I mean that's I think ultimately like, like what it comes down to where it gets. I think the game helps to get there certainly, right. and I, I that's I think even for me that's helped like looking at progression for going to the gym. But then it becomes like oh you know it's Wednesday. But I think that's another interesting part where you know making turning your habit into something that you don't really have to pay attention to comes in because uh you know before i i never really paid attention to what i ate or anything yeah uh and i was definitely heavier than i should have been Mm. and a lot of that was just because you know i ate lots of snacks and i still pay attention to what i eat to a pretty large degree now but i'm pretty confident that if i stopped because I've kind of, I don't go and buy snacks at the grocery store anymore, just because that's just not what I do. Yeah, that that problem wouldn't arise again. Mm-hmm. Well, you've mentioned to me before, like you know, writing down what you ate. Did you feel like that was like really helpful with that? I, to to start, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. To start, I you know went full out, dove into it. Well, sorry to to start start. I didn't do it, but once I kind of learned. Mm-hmm. The you know the science or the process behind it. Then I went you know full, full data driven, full, full yeah counted everything, just to kind of make me aware of you know what was going into the to my body yeah um, 
so that when I got in, so that you know, then I can kind of just think of things on the fly and uh, this not is a good use for that gigantic stack of little notebooks I have. Yeah, I mean, other than <laughs> kindling, I, I would get, hey. I would hey. guess it, or 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 poetry reading, uh, as we learned yesterday, uh, or, or you know, writing down poetry. Uh, I no, I, I think that's yeah. I mean, it it makes me wonder. I mean, your experience is slightly different than mine, and I guess you, Sean, as you're thinking about okay, how do, how do I get there? It's different, mm-hmm. but. I do wonder when people have these goals and, and you see them start getting towards them and then maybe they have the bad week or whatever and they abandon it or the people that, you know, I'll see if they write stuff down, oh, you know, working towards a half marathon or full marathon or, or whatever and it's some number of months off and then I kind of like, oh, okay, you know, and come October they're going to be running this half marathon and I'll wait for them to post something about the half marathon and then I never see it and I was actually thinking about that today. I was like, oh, wait. That person, I think, was supposed to run some long distance in October, and I never heard about it. And you know what? What is the roadblock? And and having tried running before, I imagine it's you know the bad week or just like this. This isn't for me. I don't enjoy it. And I I really can't blame someone for being like this. Just wasn't the thing for me. But I think I think something that's actually kind of hidden in what you just said is the importance. Well, not necessarily the importance, but the usefulness of essentially making kind of making yourself accountable to other people yeah. for your own self improvement stuff. Yeah. So like, you know, the fact that you noticed, wait, this person didn't run the half marathon. Yeah. You know, that's because you know, this person put it out to the world like this is a thing I do and this is, you know, this is a goal I have. This is what I'm trying to do to achieve that. And, you know, in a way that makes it I don't think it makes it easier, but it makes it easier to commit to it because now, you know, you're on the record. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to fall short when other people are watching. So, like, you know, Drew McGarry talked about how, you know, he would, like, tweet his weight out every day. Yeah. Um, And uh, these two comedians, like Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura, just had, like, a essentially a sort of Instagram-based contest to, to lose weight where they would uh, they basically they would encourage their followers to like fat shame the other guy yeah um, and Tom like I really like Tom Segura's comedy he's a big fat guy and he's down to like 220 yeah and he looks like a totally different person and just like you know I, honestly that's part of why this is part of why I wanted to talk about this week mm-hmm. talk about this this week is because like I'm trying to switch some shit up. I'm like, in a lot of ways, like, I'm not happy with the habits that I've had for the last, you know, several years. And I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to do things that are going to make me accountable. You know, I'm, I'll say it now, like, I'm putting, I'm putting myself on the spot. I'm signing up for a 5K this spring. Yeah. Like, I've never done something like that before, and so now, all 20 of you who listen to this, uh, at me. At me if I don't run the fucking 5K. Like, seriously. You know, that's that's the kind of thing that, you know, I think it's really important that, you know, you build the framework 
If you're trying to make something a habit and you're trying to not just change your diet for a, a while or, or get good at going to the gym four times a week from January through March, like you have to make it I guess you can't you just can't do things alone. Yeah. So, you know, maybe maybe one or two of y'all will help me take myself on that journey. Well, and and I mean, I think that ultimately that by saying I'm going to run a 5k, that that is a a simple that is a simple direct A to B thing. I mean, there's steps, there is a a journey to get there. There is a yeah. process. But it's like I'm going to go get stronger. Uh, you know, there's a process, but that's that's pretty pretty direct. And I mean, if if anything, I I mentioned that uh, <laughs> my goal if I'm gonna not that I really set them but and I've been trying to do it over the last month being at home a, a, a good bit it's just like get more organized um, living alone in the same place for a number of years you end up with 30 different uh, Tupperware containers and you get a little disorganized and like that's a that's a small thing but I think it will make a big difference as running a 5k probably would and I think generally is so I run into people seeing big changes I have a friend who who really really worked hard and is stuck to make some health changes to this year. I mean, different and people do that a lot. It's, it's like simple, it's like simple stuff. It's, mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. I'm going to go to the gym, get stronger and I'm going to, that one was more complicated, but it ends up trying to keep it simple. And I, I think that the simple things help as opposed to, I'm going to run a half marathon and, uh, have a more a super plant-based diet and also go to the gym this many times. It just gets to, too much. I mean, we've we've small minds. Yeah, well, I have a small mind. Yeah, so. I think that it, it's that along with also just like in the first week of whatever they're trying to do that's new. Just in that week alone, they're like trying to do too much. Like they go and spend three hundred dollars on like fitness equipment. Yeah, and then they try going like every day to do whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually, it just you can't keep up with it. And yeah, yeah, you try to start too fast. Like I noticed that you know. The the relative few times that I've like gone out running mm-hmm. in the last couple months, I finally realized like, oh shit, I start too fast. Yeah. Oh, of yeah. of course I can't. Like, of course I don't have the steam to finish a, whatever distance it is because I'm like I'm running too fast at the beginning. Uh, yeah, you know, I... so, like like you said, small small things like reasonable steps and and. You know, I think the the biggest thing is like building a framework where you have control over stuff, like you know, like you do cooking more of your food at home, so you have control over what goes in it, you know, what your portion sizes are, that sort of thing. Like, you know, I think that I think that's the kind of thing I'm I'm seeking, and and if you can do it in a way that you enjoy, that's even better, and it makes it way more likely that you'll stick to it. I think how how I started with everything was that. I really wanted to watch Game of Thrones, so I just brought like a tablet to the gym and did the. Elliptical. I was I was going to say that I and was like watched Game yeah. of Thrones and like I probably only burned like a hundred calories yeah. in a Game of Thrones episode by slowly going elliptical, but uh, you know it was it was getting me there and I should have done that know. instead of spending my first five weeks in my new apartment <laughs> sitting on my couch well, watching all six. Yeah. <laughs> Well, for season one, I was very confused of who was who because I was, you know, wasn't giving it too much attention. But, yeah. but yeah, it's I think it's that. And another thing I think is is 
good is to try to emphasize, like, emphasize things that you're good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, one thing I'm extremely good at is eating the same boring ass food every day. And yeah, we've so, talked about it on the show. Yeah. yeah so I that be, that. That, that's really helpful. Like, <laughs> you're, I, you're I the hate opposite run- of yeah. Max. Yeah, I hate running, uh, so I try not to do that as much friend. as possible, and I try to, you know, I use the fact that I can eat boring food to my advantage. Yeah, yeah. and I, I remember when you you were you were like uh, you, you know doing the elliptical with with Game of Thrones and and, and whatever, and and so I was I was going to break that up. I was like, yeah, you, you did. You just, it's it's really, I mean, for me, uh, when I make when I bake bread and, and take it to, to people and, and they're like, oh, this is, this is good. Did you make it? Yeah, yeah. And, you, and I always say, like, you can too. And, and the thing is, it's, it's, a, it's a very simple thing. People have been doing it for literally thousands and thousands of years. Um, but, uh, you know, with running, and I've dealt with the same issue before and, and going on the elliptical or, or what, if it's getting organized, um, it really is all about pacing. And uh, you can't – you're. Hopefully, you will not lose twenty five pounds in your first week, but that probably means something is wrong. And you might not be able to run the five k in your first week, but no, I don't. Uh, I don't expect to. And your kitchen may not be immaculate in your first week, right? But the thing is, is do something in your first week, and and don't be discouraged if it's not perfect. That's it's okay. I mean, yeah. it's it's all about pacing and and. My first loaves of bread were were shitty, and that's okay. Uh, it's I still enjoyed the process, and I did something. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned Kevin. You mentioned something that you know, something that you're good at, and emphasizing that, and, and that uh, I'll make a sort of ham-fisted transition into the other thing that we wanted to talk about. That's sort of connected to this. Um, we were talking <laughs> the other night. About Spy Kids, uh, and how Daryl Sabera, who was the child actor who played Junie, Junie, yeah, um, is now either married or engaged, engaged, engaged to Megan Trainer, mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, who was a big girl and and got famous with this her song all about that bass, yeah, you know, which is essentially about, you know. Like, I'm sexy. I know it. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, oh, is that what it was about? I thought it was about like the instrument. Goddamn, a lack of treble. Yeah, <laughs> it's a metaphor. Uh, um, I'm an engineer. I don't know these things. So, Pierce, you and I were at uh, Mad Fox and Falls Church mm-hmm. yesterday, and we were sitting at the bar uh, watching football, and there was a commercial that came on for. I think the I think it's called the Four. It's like a yeah singing competition or talent competition of some sort. And Megan Trainer is one of the judges. Yeah, and I said, "Oh my God, she really has lost a lot of weight." And all of a sudden, we snap back to that conversation yeah. we were having, where uh, she had said that Daryl Sabera has basically basically been like her trainer and and sort of personal. Uh, cooking guru and yeah, taught her she, how to cook, yeah. and that was the key. She talks about like he's he's pushed me to go. I think she had some health stuff too. I think it was with her vocal cords, which was mm-hmm. very scary as a singer. And yeah. and she's like, 
you know, he, he got me to, you know, go to the gym even when I didn't want to and has taught me how to cook, which she's, I think, like 24, so good for her for learning how to cook, like many a 24-year-old we know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's, it's, it's cool that she's someone who's like, this is me, and she has also been like, you know, I'm, I'm going to do different things. So this is exactly what I wanted to talk about. Because when we saw that commercial, and I, I noted, she really has lost a lot of weight. She looks great. You said something to the effect of, I feel like this maybe makes it a little harder for her to be the face of this idea of body positivity. Yeah. So, I, I, for the listeners, I, I think it would probably be good for you to explain where you were coming from with that before I disagree with it. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, certainly as we we discussed it, I, I thought about it more, but but there's this and I, and especially I think in discussion, it's, it's not as fair, but to, to have that to stand on the body positive kind of side of things, the expectation is you, is you don't you don't look like a supermodel. But as we discussed, it's like, well, well, why is that? Why why can't you why can't you work out really hard and, and start to look like a supermodel and still be in the body positive camp? Right. So I think you I think when you had that sort of off the cuff reaction, you got you got caught up in what. I've sort of noticed about this idea of body positivity, which is that it's sort of only allowed for overweight people. And I don't think that's right. I, you know, I am overweight. Uh, Like, there are no two ways about it. I'm too many people, as currently constituted. (laughs) Um, But, you know... I think, I think to restrict it to that is, it kind of misses the point. I mean, it really is about body positivity. Just yeah. whatever it doesn't matter what your body is in that in that framework. It's that you feel good about you, and you don't feel like essentially. It's really the core idea is that you don't feel like society, like other people. You're able to make you feel bad about what your body is. And, you know, I think it's important to point out that that can mean, you know, if you're somebody who is really thin, you know, know, there are people that have just crazy fucking metabolism and they're just, they're thin and they eat all the food in the world and they don't gain weight. And... You know that they they need body positivity too. Yeah. Um, you know, if you if you go if if you are on a social media platform, uh, at least in my experience, you are as maybe not as likely, but nearly as likely to find people who have gone from like being very slender and not having a lot of muscle mass to openly being like, I gained weight and I feel so much better. And yeah. It, it's, oh, for sure. I have more muscle and I went to the gym and I worked out as opposed to like. You know, eating a lot of celery, and the other. So the other facet to it that I, I sort of I took a little issue with was that if if Megan Trainer losing weight meant she was less able to be the face of body cup, body positivity, that would mean not only 
that it's just a thing for fat people, but that if you make a change and you decide, I want a different body, yeah. that that means that you've caved to the pressure and that you are sort of, you you lose your standing. And I don't, I don't think that's true because yeah. there are so many reasons why you could make that change. She could, she could have said, you know, I know I look good. Like, I feel good, you know, I feel good about who I am, but I also don't feel good about how much energy I have. It's hard for me to live the life of a touring musician, yeah. you know, feeling this way. Like, that's a viable thing. You know, I've, yeah. I've read a ton of interviews with musicians over the past year who've talked about how crazy important it is to, like, eat well and exercise when you're on tour, just because otherwise... You kill you, your body just doesn't have the energy to hack that kind of lifestyle. Um, so, so like, I think in a way, this idea of body positivity has been sort of perverted into body positivity is only for fat people who say, I'm going to stay fat. Yeah. Like, I think that's bullshit. Yeah. And it's, and I think that's right. It is even if, it's going back to talking about, goals people have and, and whatever and even if it's i'm i'm a disorganized person and they do stuff to get quote-unquote more organized and you can object to be like oh you're you're actually not that organized it's like well it goes back to the mindset has, has this been important for them are they being positive about it are they not letting others opinions change their their progress or or their you know a contentedness and and i think that that's i don't know really important with with whatever you do if you're paranoid or insecure about it like there's there's a way to to get better no matter how you look or how organized or yeah. whatever you are i feel i feel good about myself most of the time i don't i don't think i lack for i don't think i lack for self-esteem you know I, i'm i'm a sociable person i have friends i have a life that i enjoy i, I do i do stuff that makes me happy like you know at the same time i also recognize that like there are clothes that I'd like to wear that I can't wear because, yeah. you know, companies that make good-looking or, you know, that make clothing that I enjoy that don't make it in the right size for me. Yeah. There are activities that I just, like, you know, I'm kind of left out of because I don't, you know, I'm not in good enough shape to do them. And, and you know, that kind of sucks. And that so, like, that's what I want. It's not... I don't feel beaten down by the world who wants me to be a thin person. Like, I want to do more shit than what I do now. I want to feel better. I have, you know, joint pain. I'm 25. I shouldn't have fucking joint pain. You know, I, I should have more energy than I have. Like, I, those are the kinds of things that, that, you know, that make me want to make the changes that I'm trying to make. That was a confusing sentence. Um, and, and I think that you know, it's important that that we, I guess, that we close on a note after we've spent a lot of time talking about, you know, making changes and, and being more active and doing healthy things, that it's important that the reason you do that is that you want it yeah. and that you want the benefits that come yeah. with it. I mean, I, like, after, <laughs> since I, since I was the one who went down this rabbit hole with, with the Megan Trainer stuff, like, I... I'm so happy for for her. I'm happy for 
Daryl Sabera. Yeah, that he is alive and well, and and he looks pretty good. He's and in, in this happy news. relationship. In the news, he can cook. He goes to the gym well, and he brings he brings his future wife with him. That's that's a wonderful story. Um, so I mean, just I think the do it for you is is huge, and I I also think that you know everything is also just, it's it's not related to you know a healthy a healthy body or anything it can it can relate to basically anything like for me one thing that always like bites me is my relationship i have with my money and yeah. i'm on the way conservative end and some people are like oh like well that's a good thing but the, like the mental toll it takes on on me and the stuff yeah. like and i also like i won't do something just because it costs money that i have like i have enough money to do it but i won't do it just because that yeah because i'm like scared of doing it and uh and so i think part of the reason is i don't have like i don't have that specific reason i'm trying to change it and and so Uh you know i just think that all this stuff is applicable to basically anything yeah no i think that's i think that's true Uh, there's in a lot of ways there's nothing more millennial than me but you should do it for me right should do it for me so here, you know, here's hoping that, you know, if you're trying to make changes in 2018, that, that you you do them and, and you make them in a way that, you know, that makes you happy and that you feel like you can stick with. And hopefully when we're recording a pod next January 1st, you know, I'll, I'll be able to say the same. Uh, and you guys, with whatever it is that you, you set out to do, organization, you know, Money, better relationship with your money, you know, to to success for all of us. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, with the me thing, to use a phrase we we like to use, shoot your shot. Hell yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. So, if you want to talk to us about uh, changes you've made that have worked for you, places that you felt short fell short before, but you feel like you you've got what it takes to make it happen now. Um, come find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod and uh, let us know what's on your mind. We would yeah. love to hear from you. In the meantime, it is time for the first apology of 2018. It's Pierce's sorry. So in December, I uh, I got on board with a service that we've talked about a little bit and enjoy, a movie pass. Um, I've seen four movies so far with it and really enjoyed it. Uh, I certainly made my money back for like two months. Um, but when I first got my card, um, I went to the movie theater. I went to here where you used to live. Excuse me, Kevin. Um, I went to the mosaic thing uh, and went to Very Nice Angelica Theater. I go inside, click the button. Your card's not registered. It sends me some, some error. Like, I'm holding my card. No, no, it's it's here. I should be able to, to use it. So what happens is I immediately, you're supposed to use their app, which is an app. I, I like, I, I bait, I'm supposed to do a chat on the app with them. They don't respond. I'm sitting there. I got there pretty early for a movie. End up missing my movie. Send a, a chat message. I'm like, well, missed my movie, but I have my card. Like, what's the deal with this? Wait, like six more hours and another thing. So this is, I'm like a day later, and because this is the best way to get things changed, I, I, I tweet about it. Like I said, like, movie passes, customer service is terrible. What well, I'm apologizing for this week is, is I, 
I I am my frustration was was wrong. I, I shouldn't have been so frustrated with them. But that's not the full nature of my apology because not only is this on me and that you know, on its face sense, like don't you know they don't be a dick about it. But also I did a little research after tweeting and they did respond to it. So like great. It didn't expedite my process, but they did respond to it. I did a little research and then realized that I was a fool because their customer service is epically terrible because they do it all through the app. You can't call them. You have to do it through this app. And as it's now $10, there are bajillions of people who have it. So they just don't have the capacity to do it. So I'm extra sorry because if I had just read, which is something we are all about on this podcast, we are pro-reading, if I just read a little bit as opposed to fuming, I would have noticed that no need to fume, they take a long time. So I'm sorry for being mean to customer service people who are inundated with requests like mine, um, and I could have given them a little easier day if I had just read. Coming back to yet another one of our themes here. <laughs> Reading. All right. Well, we'll close the show with a big idea from pop culture, which is that you and I saw a concert Saturday night, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, Those carolers were good. <laughs> we, we missed that a little bit, although technically it is still Christmas. Christmas ends yeah. on January 6th. The epiphany. Yes. Um... It's before Revelations and Resolutions. <laughs> um, we went to the 930 Club in Washington, D.C. to see a little band called Spoon. Uh, you know, they were fantastic. Yeah. They were so good. I I, I talked to my brother about this today. Uh, he he saw them earlier this year, uh, also loved them, and he, he pointed out, I couldn't believe how tight a band they were, and that was—I think—that was the thing that I was able to latch onto really easily because, as I've discussed with you, I really haven't listened to Spoon a lot, mm-hmm. so I think I probably recognized no more than forty percent of the music they played. Yeah, but I could tell from the tip that they were an awesome band. Like they just—they gelled really well together. They had a ton of fun on stage. But speaking of having fun on stage, yeah. what I really want to do is celebrate the opening act, White Reaper, yes. a band that I already loved just from listening to their recorded music. Yeah. And holy crap, they were they were great. Yeah. Um, this is like loud, raucous, fun, punky rock music. Yeah. And, you know... It certainly helped that they were shithouse drunk. And said as much. They really didn't have to say it. It was pretty obvious. But when the bass player got on the mic and said, I hope you guys are all as drunk as I am right now. Like, it helped. It made it very clear. Um, Kevin, for for just to imagine this, I, I told Sean this truth. The bass player looks like if college Gordon Hayward picked up a bass and wanted to dress like Liam Gallagher of Oasis. Um, <laughs> it okay. was great. Yeah, they were, uh, you know, and their their lead singer was this guy with a, a shaved head and a mustache wearing like a Giants trucker jacket yeah. and just head banging his bald head away 
playing guitar solos. Like it was, they were so much fun. Um, I I think I, in another in another setting, I would have been totally psyched to just you know go see a White Reaper concert. Yeah. Uh, and and to have them open for a band that put on one of the best live shows I know that I've ever seen was just even better. So. Shout out to White Reaper. Shout out to Spoon. Shout out to the Nine Thirty Club for putting on on great no, concerts. Number one. Number one. Um, yeah. Go see music. Go see music live. It's really good. Don't just listen to it. See it. Use but, all those senses. But oh, don't be a drunk jackass at concerts. You know who you were. Yeah. I. Y- y- if you're going for the music, that's usually you. You miss out a little bit, and I speak from experience. So. Uh, all right. That is the end of the show. Thank you for joining us, Kevin. Thank you for having me. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretty okay Pod, or drop us a line at itsprettyokay at gmail.com and let us know what you think. You can get this and every episode of the show at our home on the web, www.prettyokaypod.com, where we also dropped, insert shameless plug here, uh, we had everybody who's written for the site recently um, put together a list of their uh, top five songs of the year. That's up on the site now. Um, we made a Spotify playlist of all of those songs, so you mm-hmm. can not just uh, figure out what we liked and why we liked it, but actually listen to some of those tracks. Um, and then, you know, I'm sure we'll we'll have another another year of some some exciting stuff. Uh, exciting stuff going up on the site you know if you have something you want to write about let us know uh we are definitely looking for contributors or you can subscribe to the it's pretty okay podcast on itunes or most other places where you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode they show up right on your phone it's kind of great uh if you do that please do us a couple favors uh leave us a rating review comment that sort of thing um, and, and tell a friend. Uh, I think you probably, uh, if you're listening to the show and, and like it, you probably know at least one other person who uh, who might enjoy it too. And uh, we would we would like to share what we do with them. So yeah. uh, that would be great. We'll be back again next week to talk about something else. As always, until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. Thanks for listening. Bye.